are four things you need to know up front. One, while we are talking to you, we're not talking about you. Your specific situation may not apply to our general podcast analysis. Two, the info we're using came from sources we think are reliable, but their accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed, not even by the companies issuing the data. Three, you cannot rely on the past results of any investment for future performance. The past is never exactly repeated, so past results can never predict future performance with any reliability. Four, there are many kinds of risk in any investment, no matter what may or may not be guaranteed. Look closely and consult your investment, legal, and tax advisors for deeper one-on-one discussion and analysis. Welcome to our podcast, our first podcast about investing. Investing. What is investing? Mm. <laughs> Everybody get musical. Mm. What is investing? It's not a song. I mean, it's putting money towards something with the hope of a return. Yeah, that that's that's reasonable. Uh, putting like anything towards something in hope of a return. Like I invest in myself by just working out. That's what I think of. So. Yeah, yeah, it's putting something of yourself forward in the hopes of getting something else out of it. And in this case, we're talking about investing our money, which was the result of having done great workouts and achieved an elite status as an athlete, as a professional, and getting rewarded for it, right? Yeah. Now, you know, we've got that money. Now, what do we do? Do we, do we, you know, we, I think we've talked about risk before. So if we're going to invest it and put it to work for us, uh, why invest it? Why not just stick it in the bank? Why not just stick it in a bank CD? Because that's not really our money working for us. And the whole goal is to have the money work for us and allow us to, you know, have it fund a certain amount of our lifestyle. I, yeah, I think that's true. I, I think that it, when you leave the money just in the bank, you're just taking a different kind of risk that we've talked about before. You're taking the risk of being left behind. You know, if the inflation rate is, is 6% and the bank's paying you 1%, your, your dollar buys only 95 cents worth of stuff the next year. Well, for me, it's even more than that. I just don't like the idea of getting a 1% return when my bank's making about 10% off of that money. That's true. Yeah, you, you, you yes. So there's more to that. All right. So, so investing is a way of putting your money to work. And uh, one of the great places to put your money to work because there's so many things that you can buy, and we've talked about it before, is in the stock market, where there are tens of thousands of stocks that you can buy. Now, people call investing different things. There's trading. There's some people call it gambling. Some people call it achieving freedom by having money work for you. And some people just look at it as a game you can play really, really hard. How, how, how should we be looking at this? I or mean, more importantly, how should you as, as an investor be looking at this? I like to look at it as freedom. Like, you know, it motivates me or you know how money can be a motivator to do things in life and to have my money work for me. Just it's quite motivating. I, I like to look at it as retirement <laughs> because... Well, just, how old are you, Connor? I need to stack it. Um, twenty-six. <laughs> You're not going to retire for another forty, fifty, even sixty years. <laughs> you mean you might transition to another career? Transition into another career, Real well, baseball like, retirement, right? I'm preparing. But for let's that, stop you know? using that word retire. You know, because it's crazy. You know, I retired once. I tried to retire when I was forty, <laughs> and, and it didn't stick because it isn't really retiring. I think what we should really talk about instead of retiring is transition. transitioning to a new career, doing something else when our key business skill is no longer making the money for us the same way, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's money to help us through our transition. Um, 
One of the things I often hear is that people think investing is gambling. So I just wanted to break down what gambling is because gambling and games are almost the same thing, aren't they? Because what do you gamble on? Uh, An outcome. The, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. And, what are, and what are games, what, what do games determine? The outcome. A winner and a loser, right? In fact, you can even have proposition bets during a game. The point is, games and gambling kind of go together. But investing, gambling, and games, to me, are, are three separate things. Let's just talk about it for a second. When you're gambling, and let's say you go to Vegas, you go to Vegas and you gamble. Do you expect that you're going to walk out of Vegas a winner a loser or a break even at the end of a weekend? What do you expect? Realistically, I Realistically. expect to be a loser at why? the end of a weekend. Why? Because you know that the Vegas odds, the odds are in their favor, and the, that's why these buildings are as magnificent as they are. Exactly. That they've, they've engineered the odds so that you're going to lose over time, right? right. So when, you, when we go to gamble, unless it's like your weekend poker game, it's really about entertainment. You, you're probably going to lose your money and you're being entertained. Yeah. That's not what investing is. Investing, we don't have that expectation. We do a lot more research. But let's just go to gambling again. If we look in the, in the, in the world of gambling, gambling is about games and games have rules and you play the rules. Let's, let's talk about a, a form of gambling, uh, blackjack's a game that I like a lot because in the game of blackjack, the house doesn't have so many advantages. Uh, it's like the second lowest they have. I think, uh, uh, no, dice is their lowest advantage. But let's stay with blackjack because there's so many different systems that are taught out there. And there's in fact one system that will always beat the game. What that's telling us, though, is that people are saying they're looking at it as almost like investing. You go invest in the blackjack game and you play a system with the expectation that you might win. The only problem is that most of the systems you see don't really, really work. Uh, I think, Connor, you and I have shared that we both tried. We both went to Vegas to go play blackjack and got <laughs> taken out pretty fast using our systems, right? Yeah, and that was James actually had a good example of it, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, it took me about forty-five double, minutes. You can't double down over and over. Yeah, again you can't forever. double your you can't loss. No, yeah, because you're you're going to lose your money. That's you'll right. Lose fifteen in a row potentially. If, if I certainly unlucky, did. You know, right? But there is a way you could beat blackjack using public information, which is called card counting. And of course, the casinos will kick you out if they see you card counting. But it tells you that games can be beaten using without cheating. You can use the publicly available information to do better than the average person. And that's what we're going to talk about investing and the way that it's a game. Investing is a game, but there are many games that exist in the investing world. I'm going to talk about two games right now that we don't play, and I'll talk about why we don't play them. The first one's called algorithmic trading. You might have heard about how big computers automatically trade stocks these days. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what algorithmic trading is. And there's a huge amounts of money. And these are firms that have spent literally tens of millions of dollars to make sure their trades get executed the fastest, the first. They are the first in line to get fed every single time. Uh, you can't beat those guys, I don't think. You can buy a piece of them because they tend to be things like hedge funds or mutual funds or different things that you can buy into. But the other thing that's like that that you've probably heard about is called day trading. Do you know what day trading is? Have you heard of it? I mean, I've heard of it, but I've never done it myself. All so. right. Day trading is when, when, when you or, or, or I, as a retail investor, sit at our computer and try to trade like the big boys. I see it go up a tick, grab my profit, right? And try to trade stuff really, really fast. Because if I have commission-free trading, right, I'm not paying to trade, right? Why shouldn't I? But you are paying to trade. Did you know that? 
When you as a retail investor go to trade, you're paying to trade, even if it's commission-free. With risk that we take? No, it has nothing to do with risk. You're paying in a very risk-free way that you don't even realize. Is it the like potential earnings from keeping it in there off the interest? No, it, it has to do with the fact that when you enter a trade into a computer system, that information is public as it's moving down the digital pipelines toward the exchange to be filled. Now, that is actually a physical wire it moves down, and it doesn't move at the speed of light. And people will pay to see your order coming down the wire and jump ahead of you and cause you to pay more or take a turn on you and take a piece out of you. And that's happening every day. In fact, those computer programs are doing it to you. And that's why people will spend a lot of money. I mean, literally tens of millions of dollars to get their phone line that, that much. Line. Yeah, to cut milliseconds off trading time because it means money. So if you think about trading a lot or, or, or day trading, that's a loser's bet, right? There is a game you can play, though, uh, in the investing world. Well, there, let's talk about some other games. There's also the momentum game, the growth game. You know, let's buy the hot, sexy new stocks like uh, 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 like uh, Palantir or Peloton, which actually has fallen apart. Oh, my God. Yes. Peloton was so hot last year, now isn't even manufacturing anything. Because and they're laying off. They're laying off. And, and that's a company that is an example of something we would never buy because they do not profit share. And they would break a rule that we have. So there's the go-go style of investing. Uh, there's also a, a style of investing that talks about buying the worst performing stocks in a year. The idea that if they were so bad, they got to do better. Uh, sometimes called the dogs of the Dow. And uh, just a, just a long story short, no, it doesn't really work very well. Because if these things really worked very well, what would happen? They would already have been like, they would, you would show increase. They're just like the systems in blackjack. Everybody would be doing oh, them. Yeah. And, and it, so those, those simplified systems don't really work very well. Unfortunately, if you're going to play the game hard to beat the market, it takes work. And there's a way that we can beat it that we call value investing with profit sharing, which is where we look for stocks that are priced at, at, at a value that doesn't look crazy. And they're willing to profit share with us at a rate that makes us feel like we are participating in the business. And that's a game we can play hard. And it's a game with real rules. Is that a game you want to learn about? Absolutely. Then go on to the next podcast and we'll do it. Thanks for listening. Before we go, here's a reminder. You have 30 minutes a month of one-on-one -on -one consulting to discuss your specific situation with us. We recommend you take advantage of that.